Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is the world as it is today. All right, we're back in in tandem, both T- of us together as it should be. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say I enjoyed listening to your last one. It you was, did. It was inspiring. I realized, wow, I don't need you. I can do this by myself. <laughs> if you can do that that well. That's weird that it was inspiring for you the same way as it was inspiring <laughs> for me to do that. But I was like, geez, I don't need him at all. No, it was great. I, um, I, it was inspiring. I do want to try to do something solo, like even just like an episode like you did. Um, but I, cause I listened to some of these, these guys, um, that do solo shows and I'm so impressed largely cause I feel like I could never do that. Largely because, you know, I listen to someone like Matt with The Great Deception and he does his uh, his his episodes where he he talks for so long and he keeps me he keeps me with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, the way I talk, I'm always talking to someone. Right. I have I have a hard time monologuing. Is that the, the right word? Sure. Yeah. So I was I was very pleased to listen to you pull that off. I thought you did such a great job. Thank you. Well, it was not as fun as it was, is with you. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that for sure. And I really felt like I was just going through like um, business, you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of what I talked about was sure updates and stuff like that. Um, that's but I th- true. I th- but, you know, I think that's part of the nature of a solo show, a, a monologue like show uh, is it's not as fun. It's more serious. In your case, you know, it was great because it was an update on our homestead. It was an update on, um, you know, some of the podcasts that we've been on. You know, it was an update to all these things. Um, but it wasn't, there wasn't much uh, back and forth goofing around like mm-hmm. we like to do. Yeah. And like Adam and I like to do and Deborah and our, you know, I like, I like uh, poking at my guests. Sure. And stuff like that. Um, but the but a solo episode is like where you can like I, I mentioned Matt earlier like Matt really draws me in like I'm I'm super into what he's talking about and there's no room for jokes at that time That's, sure it's just a different different vibe right um so uh yeah thank you for your support in that um it did not get as many listens as our normal episodes oh so it didn't I also didn't promote it anywhere I didn't make a graphic for it for Instagram like you know and I didn't do. either I have been um I have been having a hard time with the internet lately. Yeah, and all I mean by that is, I have have I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. We've talked about on here that I don't have a smartphone, so I stay maybe a little less connected than um, a lot of my peers to start with. But then I don't know. Um, I'm burned out a lot. I'm in and and I'm working a lot. I'm burned out from my job, and then when I'm home, I'm I'm busy here doing different things. And then what do I want to do after all that? Do I want to flip open a computer and get pissed off? Because that's kind of mostly what the internet does. And then I try and make myself feel better when I'm on the internet by like promoting our stuff and like, you know, having some other interactions. But instead of getting pissed off and having those interactions, I've just been not doing it as much. Right. Well, in in the evenings, it's really the kid. There's a lot of kid stuff going on. So that's where the boys get most of your attention after dinner. And, you know, unless there's a podcast to record, and in the mornings is when you do your interneting, which oftentimes I think is just you getting. Uh, it's just me downloading downloading podcasts, podcasts for the onto most your part. digital audio player. Yeah, which I think is in, is great. That's a good way to stay in touch with stuff. But yeah, but, sometimes. But even, but even with that, I've been listening to less podcasts the last few weeks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know. I'm just not. 
I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to engage with as much stuff. I've been listening to more music and I don't know, looking at the sky a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like you should f- always follow that. If that seems like what you want to be doing, mm-hmm. because there's a reason it's like a self-protection mechanism. It's like when your brain or whatever body is stressed out to a point where you don't think those things will come through in a healthy way, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not time to take them. It's not time to consume them at that time. Sure. And I'm um, just, I'm just following that, that yeah. in, instinct there. Well, then I'll probably, I'll tell you this. You probably don't know. And I didn't know for a while either. Cause this is like 12 days old, but we got a new, um, what's this called? A review on our podcast on, uh, Apple podcasts. Oh yeah. So, um, about the world as it is today, someone calls this us a refreshing white pill. Hmm. So this is a review from. Sounds racist. <laughs> Not a Winchester is the name, their screen name. Inspiring conversations about small personal solutions for surviving in the broken and weird matrix world. I always feel like I'm having a conversation at the kitchen table about all the things that interest me with Lanny and Chud. Wait a sec. And I'm like, wait. Is that new? Yes. Someone else said the kitchen table. Yes. So our first ever review said, feels like sitting around the kitchen table with cool people for interesting conversation. That was way back in March. So that person just changed their name. So that's just the same. (laughs) We have one really extreme fan that just keeps changing their name, and and they can't think of anything else except that we're at a kitchen table. Uh (laughs) No, but in all real, like, that is the best compliment to me because, in my opinion, my favorite conversations are had in the kitchen and always had been. Even when I used to drink and be at parties, I would gravitate towards standing in the kitchen with a beer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's a a really big compliment. I really like that review. Thank you very much, whoever you are, um, that left that five star review and if you haven't yet which you probably haven't because we only have four and one of them is from chud yeah (laughs) i was just trying to figure out uh if we could see reviews that were on there or Uh if there weren't any and it turned out it was both we couldn't see them in there it was because there weren't enough and i'll read yours too it says mr x indeed so you can tell it's from you Mm -hmm. it says great podcast five stars they may have stole their name from art bears but it's a pretty good podcast. <laughs> so that's that's your contribution. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, if anybody wants to uh, to check out uh, where we got our name, it's it's from the band, the 70s prog rock band, Art Bears, mm-hmm. and uh, their album titled The World As It Is Today. Although I warn you, it might be a little communist. Uh, I'm not sure. It's hard to interpret. <laughs> it's very political, but it's... It's not direct. So um, that is super nice. Yeah. So leave us a review. We appreciate it. it um, as Chud says that other people say, it helps with the algorithm. Yeah. That's what I hear. <laughs> so thanks. And just a reminder, if you need access to any of our stuff, just check out the link tree that's in the description here of the website. And it's like in my Instagram and stuff, trying to keep things organized there. Also trying to add links to other shows that we're on to certain episodes so people can easily find them there. If you're interested, like, um, the big dumb podcast did put out that episode we recorded with him. Mm -hmm. And that was, that's been out for a few days now. And, um, Super good talk. Really fun. So check that one out too. Uh, so you know what sucks? What sucks? Drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad. Okay. But you know what else sucks? <laughs> what? Not doing drugs. <laughs> 
sobriety sucks, <laughs> but so does so does drugs. Yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm in a I'm in a weird spot about drugs right now. Yeah, is it occupying your mind? It's occupying my mind more more than I'd like it to, because I mean, really, I don't care. At the <laughs> you know, like I don't care if people do drugs or not. It's important to me that I not overindulge in such things. Uh, but you know, I, I, I talk about it openly. I'm a, I'm a alcoholic who I can't touch booze. I got I got to stay away from it. And, uh, I smoke a little weed. I microdose on mushrooms sometimes. And, um, it's really weird for me to be kind of going through a thing right now where I'm really not impressed by what I'm kind of calling degenerate culture, which largely revolves around drugs and drugs have a large part to do with why I don't like said degenerate culture. And it's all hard for me to say even because I have considered myself to be a degenerate my whole life. Um, I, I guess, I mean, there's like a part of me that's always embraced degenerate culture, but here, and, and I've also always embraced drug culture. Like I've always embraced you know, counterculture, staying outside of the system and all those kinds of things. But as, as my spiritual path led me farther and farther away from like using drugs, um, it's gotten me to a part where a part of my life where even though I still smoke weed and microdose on mushrooms, those are very private things. They're not party based at Mm -hmm. all. Like, um, yeah, I didn't even know you did those things. Yeah. It must be really private. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't realize that's what, what I was doing? Um, <laughs> no, I mean... But yeah, it's not It's not for, hey, let's do these things and then go to a party or go no. to a festival or go to the farmer's market. No, it's... <laughs> watch a show. Like, it's it, not. It's not for partying. It's, uh, I, I like to microdose if I have a very full day of chores ahead of me and I feel good. If I feel good and I have like a really full day where I'm not going to be trying to figure out what I'm doing ever for the whole day, I'll just yeah. keep keep my head down and keep going. Like when you have a lot of tractor work. When I have a lot of tractor work, that's a great example. Like if I'm just going to be on the tractor for eight of the ten hours that I spend outside today, um, then you know it's a it's a it's a great day to 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 microdose or whatever. But even then, like I feel dumb even talking about because I feel like I'm promoting it. Or something. That's something that works for me on a very personal level. And that's like micro, that'd be like 0.1 to 0.2 grams, like a really small amount, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 0.1 to 0.2. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 0.2, you know, tops or whatever. Uh, I don't weigh it or anything. I just have have a little bit of dried stuff and I, you know, chew up a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. Very, very minute amounts. Not the 3.5 grams that used to be standard. Yeah. You're going to do it. You got to at least have an eighth. Yeah. You didn't want to waste your time with <laughs> yeah. less than that. Well, if I feel high from them, I did it wrong. Yeah. And I've only had that really happen once. Uh-huh. And even then I don't think I ate that much more. I and it know. was, it was just, it was still very mild, but you did, you felt, yeah, you could but I felt tell, it. you felt something. I felt, uh, I felt a little too with nature, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, but, um, you know, it's certainly not tripping and same with, with the weed. It's, it's like, I, I use it as a release valve. I think that's what I said with Adam when we were talking about it. Uh, you know, let off a little steam when I'm a little wound up because I can get kind of wound up with all these podcasts <laughs> that I listen to and all these podcasts that I do. And like, 
you know, coming to realize all the lies that are around us and, you know, sometimes being certain that, uh, that, you know, there's a lockdown happening, mm-hmm. uh, that's happening all around us. And it's, you know, I feel certain that it is because everyone else does too. Yeah. You know, sometimes the world really can get me wound up and, um, the thing I like about smoking a little weed from time to time is it actually, you know, um, I want to say it slows me down, but that's not quite right. And it focuses me more in one direction. So if I want to take my mind off of something and put it on something else, I can do that. Makes when it I'm, easier to do that. When I'm, when I'm, yeah. yeah, I can do that more easily when I'm, when I'm smoking weed. Um, and even then when you smoke weed now, it's like a, a fraction of what, would have been normal to oh, yeah. do in a sitting or in a day. And, um, it's just different the way you, you, I witness you use those things as the way we would have a long time ago. See, it's the release valve of steam, which is naturally built up inside of me. I could say, as opposed to that partying aspect is where you light a fire and create steam and thereby sure. it is forced to be released. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're partying all night long, kind of a, Kind yeah. of a thing. I really relate weed to like uh, so the way you use it and the way I think it should be used. I shouldn't say that because fuck me, anybody can use things however they want to. Yeah. But the way it seems ideal to me is to use it similar to the way people use coffee. And that's like you have a cup in the morning because you enjoy the taste mm-hmm. and it helps you wake up a bit and you maybe have a cup a little later after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like part of a, you know, it's just what you do and it's a routine and it's not a big deal. And if you don't have it that day, you're, it's not a big deal. Right. Other people use coffee where they're like buying lattes. Their habits are really big, so they're spending a lot of money on it. They don't really care what the quality is as long as they have caffeine. Maybe they're even trying to get caffeine from other things like Coke or not cocaine, but like Coca-Cola um, <laughs> and other other kind of products that ha- have caffeine or like dro- caffeine drops that they put in their beverages. Mm-hmm. So there's like a, a huge spectrum of what it is to be a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Do you like the taste and does it help you just, it, it feels like a good um, ritual, morning ritual, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think rituals are important. And I think whatever you do, even if you're totally 100% sober, you know, I have air quotes for that because I don't even know what that really means. <laughs> There's something that you lean on to relax in the evening. And that could be the TV. That can be, um, uh, snacks that could be you know some kind of food a sweet treat you know like a dessert um could be something to drink and uh, other people do alcohol and other things Mm -hmm. some people take their bedtime medicine like they have pills that they take throughout the day and there's some in the morning that help you get up and some that help you go to sleep i mean a lot of people function like that yeah um the ideal coffee drinker to me is someone who enjoys the taste and it doesn't make their body sick and they don't do too much of it. It doesn't hurt their wallet. And that would be the same thing for a pot smoker. It doesn't hurt your wallet. It doesn't affect your family life. And it's just a little ritual that you have that you enjoy the taste and you enjoy the feeling and it, you know, helps you in some way. Yeah. Kind of, kind of helps to balance, balance what I'm doing out at the end of the day. Yeah. And I like the idea of that, although I don't know if I can be that kind of smoker mm-hmm. um, anymore. Yeah, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that in my life. Like, like I remember one time um, uh, someone said, uh, boy, I wish I could smoke weed from time to time, but, you know, that's not how it works. Oh, yeah. And see, and I don't mean it in that way. I mean that, like, if I did it at all, do I, when I don't smoke a lot, it gives me a larger effect when I do. 
And then I can sometimes feel paranoid and self-conscious. Like it can everything. Oh, so you're saying doing smaller amounts. Yeah. So I'm saying if I then chose to, because like right now I'm not at all because I'm breastfeeding still. I I just don't want to while I share my body. I'm sure it's fine. Just in case anybody else wants to, I'm not judging anyone else. It's just yeah, my yeah. personal decision for my family. So as I, I want him to make his own decisions when he's old enough right now, he can't. And same, he's same as you're me. not, not going to take Oxycontin right, right. now. I'm not taking not any gonna, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. taken Tylenol during my pregnancy or since like right. I haven't taken ibuprofen, like nothing. I don't drink caffeine, uh, no alcohol besides maybe trace amounts in my ferments. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, when I do again, eventually I will try it again. And then if, if I have a very small amount and I feel paranoid uh-huh. or like paranoid is not the right word, I get really self-conscious uh-huh. and it'll be fine. And then all of a sudden I become self-aware and I'm like, oh my God, gross. Like I feel like I have stage fright and I could be by myself in my kitchen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I'm like, what am I even doing? Oh, like, and then I'm really critical of myself. And that's not my best trait, and I don't want to enhance that. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's that's where I go with it, again, then I, I won't need it. But I do like the idea of being able to take literally one toke off a green bowl and, like, enjoy that taste mm-hmm. and just have my maybe my body feel a little more comfortable and then just go about whatever I was going to do that evening. Sure. I like, think that's a big key no matter what. <laughs> if anybody's doing these substances is you need to go about your life as it would be, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't change what you're doing or whatever, you know, you're using it to enhance the life that you're living, Yeah. not living a life because of what you're doing right. drug wise. Right. Um, you know, I, I might've said this on here before, maybe I said it with Adam, like I used to have a, a, a lie to my, that I would tell myself about drinking that was like, I'd say, oh yeah, you're not an alcoholic if you if you only drink to enhance the good times. Oh yeah, I think he said that in the one with Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just happen to be having a good time all the time. Yeah, you know? if you drink because you're sad, because you got uh, fired from your job, or because your girlfriend left you, then you're an alcoholic. But if you drink because that you're going to a show, or you're going to the bar, or you have lots of friends that come over, yeah, then then you're not an alcoholic. Then it's just fun. Right. Then you're right. just, it's social. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah, I think a lot of people think think that way. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I don't drink well, when I wake up in the morning, and I don't drink when I'm sad. Yeah, but you drink by two every day. <laughs> so yeah. some of this is like what, what's been creeping in my head about this. Like when I drive around, when I'm driving through uh, downtown area, like I swear I'm seeing more fucked up people than ever before. More degenerate people. And by that, I just mean... People who seem either wasted or hungover. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe it's just because I've got the eyes to see that right now, so I'm seeing it more. Sure. But I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe it has something to do with, like, the post-COVID era that we're in. The The more straight and narrow people aren't are still not going out, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. But, uh, you know, it's just after the weekend right now. And on Sunday... Um, I saw so many people doing what looked like the walk of shame. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, like uh, chicks that were dressed in fancy dresses and uh, high heels, you know, walking home or wherever at like 10 in the morning. But like they slept in their clothes. Like or they, whatever. yeah, their they, hair looks like I up. saw a lot of, a lot of like more straight looking people who were in the clothes that they wore the day before. Yeah. And um, just 
like, I don't know. It's not like I see more bums. I mean, there are plenty of bums. I see more now than once upon a time. Uh, and they're all fucked up. They're all degenerates or whatever. And, and I don't know. I don't want to overplay this word degenerate either. Yeah, I've been wanting to look up the meaning of it. Um, I, I just, because uh, at the end of the day, I don't judge these people. Like, I don't, um, you know, I don't think that there should be like a law against uh, 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 getting fucked up or something. Um, it's uh, it, it's just bothering me because I feel like it appeals to our lo- lower self as opposed to our higher self. Right. And, you know, in our little world that we're building, in our little community, it's like I want to expand and help bring consciousness to people, right? And with that, of course, it's fine if people do some drugs. But people who are in that world that I'm trying to bring consciousness to, it saddens me to see them dulling their consciousness through substances. Right. And I think there's some fine lines that um, are easily passed, you know, where someone goes from exploring consciousness to getting fucked up, Mm -hmm. to partying, to dulling that consciousness. Well, it's really interesting to see that I feel like a lot of people who think that they're expanding consciousness and are really focused on that are maybe doing the opposite because of overuse of things to assist in that. Mm-hmm. When I think those things, um, while they can be a valuable tool to open your mind from time to time, mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of a ceremony or like an adventure, a trip, a once in a lifetime experience that, that, opens you to exploring new things. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you need to take to get to that place. Um, I remember my, actually my high school teacher saying something about acid to me when I think he knew that I was experimenting at the time. And he said um, that it's great for some people because you can go on this adventure and on this trip and you can see things um, through you know, your eye, you can use your eyes differently and see things differently. And if you can take that information back with you here and use it in your daily life, you can become a more rich person. But if you take, if you go there too far or too often and you begin to live in that space, then you're, you've just pulled yourself out of this reality. Right. And I thought that was, (laughs) that made a lot of sense to me at the time. Yeah. Everything that you're saying as well and everything we've been saying this whole time i feel like it applies to something that very few people would want to uh use the word degenerate for mm-hmm. uh would be pharmaceutical dulling of consciousness as oh, well yeah yeah like i don't know all these people on antidepressants who are dulling their consciousness and um they're going to live there instead of here like in the word you know like in well, the idea of the yeah i have big feelings about that actually yeah because i was on antidepressants at different times in my life. Uh And I was kind of made to feel by people who loved me that I needed to do those things, um, to be able to be okay. And they were wrong. And I didn't know that they were wrong because I didn't know what was wrong with me. But now I know there was nothing wrong with me. And I was unhappy because I was not living a life that was true to me, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, I, I knew that there were lies, but I didn't know what they were and I didn't know who knew the truth. You know what I mean? I thought 
Like, for instance, in high school, I say it all the time, but I didn't trust anyone. I thought everyone was lying to me, but I didn't know that my math teacher believed the lies that he was spitting. Yeah, he really believed that two I, plus two equaled four. <laughs> I thought he, I thought, I thought my high school teachers um, knew some secret that I didn't know and they were lying to me intentionally. I didn't realize that they believed the lie. And yeah. the lie is that. <laughs> the lie is what society is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's too big for me to even try to explain what, that what in words. What we've been just calling the matrix. The matrix is the lie. Yeah. Um, nature and um, your fundamental living is, is the truth as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. And I was very far away from that. And I didn't know I was, I was unhappy and unhealthy and I was eating fake food and living a fake life. And I was unhappy right. and healthy, unhealthy and to live there and be more happy. Well, maybe you need those pills. Mm -hmm. You need those pills because it suppresses part of you. But what I really noticed when I was on them is that I didn't have swings. I was never happy. I didn't take them and feel happy. I just right. took them and never felt anything. Right. So I never Don't. had those moments where I felt really creative mm -hmm. and excited. Um, I didn't have, the moments where I felt really passionate. I'd never had empathy surges where I get, like I talked about like the last one we did together where I can listen to a commercial and get goosebumps or start crying from something. Like I didn't have any of those. Those big emotions are what makes me human and what makes me who I am and makes me, I don't know, a good person. Mm -hmm. And to have all of that taken away just so I also didn't freak out and panic and cry or yell at people. Mm -hmm. It was not worth it. Yeah. Instead, trying to live a life that was more true to myself and the, what I believe is true to real reality and not matrix, mm -hmm. like then I could just, I'm, I'm now I'm more p at peace so that I don't get angry. I don't have the bad side of the mood swings as much. It's not that I never am mad or like angry about oh, something no, all the time. I'm constantly <laughs> yelling at you. <laughs> you're such a good sport. But I, I mean... It just, it, those ups and downs are part of life. Like if you're never sad, you won't know what happy is. Oh, you, so true. You know what I mean? And, but then, and I also know a lot of people that I really respect and love that are trying their best that are still leaning on antidepressants, for instance. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But I would encourage those people to try to figure out how you can do this without that. Yeah. Because I think that, I think for 99% for of people, there is, there's a way. And it's well, diet or it's um, maybe magnesium supplementation. Well, I think those things are a factor, but I think there's really only one, one thing. Um, and that's that they need to be more conscious. Yeah. That they need to come to understand their consciousness better. Oh, yeah. And maybe those foods can affect that. Yeah. And, I think a lot of things can affect our vibrational um, yeah. frequencies. Electrolyte imbalances would... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff goes into it, but it's that... I don't know. I swear... You know, I used to say... Oh, it's so funny. I was just about to say something that was similar to something I said a long time ago. I'd say, if everybody ate mushrooms or took LSD, you know, then, like, we'd all live in harmony was something I'd say when I was, like, a late teenager... Um, but, uh, now I'm, I'm like, man, if everybody could, could give up the poisons, if everybody could realize that we may not live on a globe or that, <laughs> that, that, you know, something huge that, or let's, let's not go quite that, that direction. Let's say if everyone could realize that the government is fake, that it's a social construct that we feed with our collective, um, uh, understanding that it's a real thing and that we owe it money. Um, 
if everyone could like realize that, not necessarily change that, but just be able to realize that everyone, anyone who can realize that is happier. I also think that like, especially for women, if you can understand like the, like women have their cycle in like 28 days typically. Um, and where men might feel a cycle in a, throughout a day and a year, Mm-hmm. Um, this 28 day thing, there's like ups and downs throughout that. And there would be, there's a time in my cycle where, you know, my inner critic is louder than usual. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little harder on myself. Um, and it is coupled with like low energy and not feeling very good. Sometimes like cramps, low back aches, like just feeling icky. And society is telling me that I need to perform equally throughout the day and every day of the month. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. If I go to work, I need to to be my best. It's like, um, and I work five days a week, all month, right? Right. Throughout these different things. And you need to maintain the same And I have to be great all the time. time. Yeah. And then there's another part of my cycle where I feel fierce and unstoppable and creative and I have awesome energy and I sleep less and I get more done and I feel like I can do everything. Mm -hmm. And so... Those just having the, that swing and energy and it's not like manic depressive. It's, it's, you yeah, know, it sounds like it's a clinical manic <laughs> depression. I think I know what to prescribe you. <laughs> Great, babe. Thanks. So I, I feel like, um, understanding that cycle and being okay with it has been the biggest improvement in my life. Once I saw that, oh, this is just a little sp- small bit of time here where I feel really tired maybe I need to nourish myself more and like take an Epsom salt bath and relax a little bit and sleep more. Mm -hmm. And then I make up for that during those other times when I have great energy and I'm creative and everything. Those things don't stop. Like, and it used to be me getting mad at myself for being tired, me getting mad at myself for not doing enough. And then the the, me getting mad at myself was the symptom I was having. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other thing is just a fact of life. I'm just tired. Right. Mm -hmm. So by sleeping more, relaxing a little bit, taking a bath, um, upping my magnesium, making sure I'm eating good food and red meat or fish. Like those things make me feel better. I nourish my body as it needs to. And I move through that in a way where I don't harm myself and I'm not spending the next phase of my cycle being mad about how much I failed the week before. Yeah. So instead of it being this like most of the month thing of me being angry at myself for being a failure, I'm just like moving through this little moment. That's only actually like three or four days. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like back into doing all these awesome things. And now during that time when I allow myself to quiet and I listen to myself, it's where I have some of my really good ideas and I let them be dreamy. They're not reality. They're not a list. They're just these like really vague, like, Like I'm watching a movie of what we'll do later, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where manifestation can happen. And I'm like picturing being, you know, having this great cookbook that I've written. And it's just like, it's there. Right. It's not how I'm going to get there anything. You've talked about that either here or on other podcasts talking about this podcast, if that's how how this came to be, of that you you, you visualized doing a podcast before before we did it in, in that time of your cycle. Sure. And, and that was part of the bigger cycle that you've talked about before, too, of the yearly cycle right. within and those cycles. And that's the winter. Yeah, yeah. those cycles are within the yearly cycle. Right. And so it's like that. that's that darkness of winter where you go inward and you just kind of think of things and you make all these ideas. And, yeah, that's when I, I visualized that winter was visualizing having a YouTube channel and a podcast. And mm-hmm. 
And here we are now. Yep. And it's like, um, if I was just mad at myself for being tired during that times and saying I needed to continue to produce and trying to make something at that time, right? that wouldn't have been good. It would have just spun so, your gears. So I think a lot of women, especially that are taking antidepressants, it might, might be because of that. Because I was even diagnosed like with something that was relating to that when I was, I'm embarrassed to even say it. They called it PMDD. So mm. premenstrual dysphoria disorder. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I'm like pretty sure I saw an Oprah when I was really little where women like ran over their babies with steamrollers or put them in the dryer. We know that she's a pedophile. (laughs) I know. So it's fine. She's a fucking horrible person. But like, I remember being like really, I I don't know, just my, my, my idea of what PMS was or that women's cycles was really fucked up from, from TV from when I was a kid. And so when they gave it that name and they wanted to put me on birth control when I was really young, Right. To help control my periods and make them lighter and like, and not really explaining what effects that would have on a person. Oh, God, no, they wouldn't explain that. No. And not knowing that there's risks around, like, maybe you can't have kids after you've done that for so long. And I mean, we were lucky that we, we didn't have a problem with that at all, but I was on them for, I don't know, a long ass time. And then I came off of them to have the baby and I said, I'm never taking those again. I feel so much, well, I feel the best when I'm pregnant. But I feel um, so much better not taking those. Do you think it would be relatable to, like, grounding? Like, do you feel like you, you grounded for the first time? You felt your natural self for yeah, the first time? Yeah, I think your, it, Like, I, I'm, I'm comparing it to grounding of that, like, um, when when you haven't touched the earth for a long time and then you do, like if you're aware of these things, you can, you can feel like, Oh crap, this is my, this is the real world again. Sure. Sure. I think that, um, cause you don't actually have a real period when you're on a birth control pill. Uh, most people don't know that. Yeah. And I don't well, know exactly how to describe that. You bleed. I know you've explained it to me, but I, but don't I don't think uh, you bleed, but I don't think you ovulate. I, it doesn't like drop an egg. So you don't actually, and that's what your so period what happens is. to the eggs that are in there. Not ovulate. Uh, I don't know. Do they just stay in there? You just have too many eggs. I don't know. I have like I have a lot of eggs. Make it easy to get, get my pregnant because then the sperm can go in there and just pick whichever <laughs> one it wants to eat, eats it up, gets strong, becomes a baby. I know That's how that shit works. That's my favorite thing. Yes, you do. You know how it works. But um, really, I didn't want to hijack the conversation, but I think a lot of people are just dulling the totally normal parts of themselves with drugs. Yeah. And that can be it's pharmaceuticals. And honestly, most of the people we know that we interact with on a daily basis are on pharmaceuticals. And when I used to work like at the body shop and I'd work with customers, like I could see it. They're, they they had dead eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking just antidepressants in this case. I'm talking like heavier stuff, pain medication, anti-anxiety medication, the stuff that gets you high from taking it. Yeah. And they're just not behind their eyes. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, you've been in here three times in the last two months because you're like, blacking out driving your car it's because of your medicine like right right? and they weren't worried about it and their face was just sleepy looking you know their the muscles in their face weren't being used they didn't have expression and and you think like there's so much in life that is like the happy parts and the sad parts and the emotions that you go through it's all for a reason Mm -hmm. it's that old um I don't know, a concept I heard when I was pretty young and it, and it stuck with me a lot. Something effective like uh, everything that gives us pain in life also gives us pleasure or maybe the other way around. Uh, not not the end. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm phrasing it all wrong, but it's the idea that we have to have something to measure. Yes. By yes. if we um, not because I was making it sound like individual thing. 
But like for everything good that happens, something bad also happens so that we can measure that. Because if we only ever felt good, like, I guess like, as I interpreted it when I was young, the Garden of Eden, we didn't know we were happy. Right. It wasn't until Satan got us to eat the fruit that we had the knowledge of good and evil and and we could then experience bad, which allowed us to enjoy the good kind of a thing. Like now that we've been together as long as we have 13 years, I think, mm-hmm. um, it's like looking back on my previous relationship that was really horrible. It's like I, I might not have known how great of a guy you were had I never experienced Sure. Being with bad people. Yeah, you think everyone didn't was treat as me awesome well. as me. I would have been like, this guy smells kind of funny. <laughs> I would have focused on something weird instead of that you're super awesome and great and like similar things to me but aren't a shitbag. And I can trust you. Not and I, degenerate? I don't feel like you're going to hurt me. I don't feel like you're going to like move into my house and not pay for anything. <laughs> hmm. Sounds tempting. <laughs> I didn't know that was on it's the It's like table. we have kind of the opposite situation right now, actually. So <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> but there's a, actually something today that I haven't mentioned that um, there's an anniversary today uh, of uh, my my best friend growing up died on oh, June 20th. shit. Of a heroin overdose. So it's a very interesting conversation choice to talk about. Wow, I did not. Drugs, too. I remember that I'm... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's that, that I, that's not for you to remember. Yeah, I mean, we should remember yeah, her birthday. <laughs> it's maybe it's not for me to remember that, but for me to say, hey, you want to talk about drugs and how drugs are bad, even like, though I think they're okay, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm just having this like conflict in my head. Let's talk about that. I had no idea. Yeah. So she, me, and her were best. Fr- we met in preschool, and then we had kindergarten together. So, like, we didn't go to the same preschool, but she lived next door to my friend that I was in preschool. And then we met in kindergarten and, like, hung out all the time. And by time, like, middle school came around, like, seventh and eighth grade, inseparable. Like, at her, I was, like, at her house every day after school. And, like, every weekend we went on family vacations together. It was, like, an unhealthy, obsessive relationship where I was, like, codependent and could not live without her. Kind of so, like you got me now. Yeah. Obsessed with me. I'm so obsessed with you. So, yeah, and it's been 18 years since she died. And that is, I think, maybe the weirdest part of it today. 18 years. Where I think if we met when we were five, we would have spent 15 years knowing each other. And now yeah. it's been longer since she died. That's always a notable thing in time, I, I, I find. When it's been longer since than it was before. Or or, or longer since than it was during. It's, it's weird, too, because I'm like, her ghost could, like, graduate from high school. <laughs> And join the army. It's like 18 years is like a full human being. And to think of that, her sister was was a teenager and was pregnant at that time she right. passed. That means that her son is now going to turn 18 on, in December. Wow. Which is hard for me to believe, too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's always a mind boggler for time, too. Kids, yeah. Well, I... Uh, didn't, I'm not trying to steal the or change the vibes of it no. or anything. Because I've been thinking a lot about people who are really, 
saying they're like spiritual and like, cause we've been hanging around a lot more hippie types and I've just like, there's different kinds of hippie types. I kind of definitely lump them all into just calling them hippies. Yeah. Anyone who would have shopped at the co-op at one time, I would have called a hippie or worn those kind of shoes that look like socks and they separate all your toes. <laughs> you know, I used to, I used to say something about hippies that is not something I say anymore, which is I'd say there's two types of hippies. There's the ones that are vegan and want to protest things. Mm -hmm. And then there's the ones who like to listen to loud music and have barbecues. <laughs> I like the ones that like to have barbecue and I don't like the ones who protest. <laughs> that's super funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. And now I think that that's from my perspective now, it's a little more, um, nuanced than 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 that was that show the good family was that mike judge that was mike judge one of yeah. mike judge's best projects and it was very short-lived so there's a mike judge cartoon animated sitcom called the good family g-o-o-d-e i yep. believe and they i think it's just one season i think maybe the title though is just g-o-o-d no, I think it's good. Is it with the yeah, E in with the, the title? E. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And they, they basically, they're a family of like hippie types, real natural living, probably supposed to be in Portland or Austin. And probably could Austin because he's from Texas. But it could be our town. It could be Seattle, you know. But it's like um, they shop at the co-op and they're like panicking because they forgot to bring their own bag. Mm -hmm. They have an adopted kid from Africa, but oops, it was South Africa and it's a, yeah, white, kid. a white kid. And they're so bummed. I know. They're, they're super so bummed. bummed and they but name they him Ubuntu. But they still name him Ubuntu <laughs> and like have him wear like um, his like traditional African garb. And, and um, he's just like a fat white kid who wants to play football. And and uh, the, the dog that is vegan and it's like wild and crazy to try to eat any squirrel or animal that's possible because it's freaking starving. So I, I love this show, but why are we talking about <laughs> Because it's like that that's what I think of as hippies. It's like oh, right. we people just like trying to virtue signaling before the, I knew how to use that term. That's what good family is. It's just this family virtue signaling. Like we're the best because we're vegan and we drive a Prius and our farts don't stink. And you know, like we're, we're um, a supportive of all cultures and races. And we adopt an African kid and accept him into our family, even though he's white. <laughs> we're, you know what I mean? Our dog's vegan. It's like virtue signaling. And that's what I really felt. We I wear felt, masks. Yes. And We're that's why it got so scary is like, I thought all these natural people were into natural stuff, but no, they're just virtue signalers. And if this is, if they convince them that this is the thing they need to signal with today, yeah. then they, they won. And that's what we saw with most of these hippie types. But then a lot, a, you know, a fair amount of people said no to the mask. And I was like, wow, are we now part of this group like are these these yeah. are people now strange times in 2020 we were asking ourselves that and they were asking themselves do we hang out with trump supporters mm -hmm. now? like i remember talking to to people on the left uh more more than once but it would come up that like they're like yeah you know like i don't know like i'm afraid to tell my friends that i voted for trump and i'm like and and they're telling me that they're confiding with me in on that because they can tell that I'm a little more Or they're more like, yeah, I guess I'm a Republican whatever. now. And you're like, no, you don't have to be a and, Republican. And, and, Did and you I know did, you can be an anarchist? Well, I think of one particular time where they told me they voted for Trump and I'm just like, well, why'd you do that? You know, like, and they couldn't believe that I wasn't a Trump supporter. And, um, I went on to, to fucking bash Trump, like a bunch of different ways, like including pointing out that all of the lockdowns happened under Trump. Yeah. And he rolled out the vaccine. Yeah. This is the mega jab. And they, and it was like this, like 
moment for them where they went, oh shit, I can be against this and I don't have to be a Trump supporter? You don't have to be for Why the other side. Why didn't you tell me that last November? <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, then, but, but just think about that, what I just said. Like, they thought they had to vote for Trump now. You know, like they're jumping camps. Like, it's like this, like, I don't know. Um, we, I, it's so, it was such a weird time. 2020 yeah. really threw us all for a loop. And now that we're in 2022, in mid-2022, it's June. Um, like things have relaxed again. Yeah. We're kind of going back to normal in big old air quotes there. Whatever the normal like, is after I, something like that. Yeah. It ain't fucking normal. Normal will never, no, normal never was, nor will we ever see it again. Yeah. But, um, uh, now I kind of think that some of these, these hippies that we aligned ourselves with, are kind of reverting back to their old ways and they're inviting their old friends. Now that their old friends aren't wearing masks, we're all back on team good guys. Yeah. Right. Like, um, it's, or, it's, or something like that. Well, I, I guess know. what I'm seeing is this crowd that I associate kind of clumped together of being the hippies that, that chose nature over virtue signaling mm -hmm. in 2020. I'm now seeing, I'm now able to like, not just lump them in a group. Like I can see differences between those sure. types of people that chose that route. Right. They're not all a certain kind, which does surprise. <laughs> like everyone's an individual, mm -hmm. but you know, um, some stereotypes are true. And so it's like, it's valid to explore those when you're, you know, thinking of people in this way. But, um, I, I guess some of them are still like, I guess the people that I align with most recognize that what happened in 2020 and what is still going on now and what was going on before that and what was going on in the nineties and what was going on in the eighties is spiritual warfare. Like they're trying to take our souls. Yes. Like there's, there is a clear agenda from evil elites that we don't know the names of and we've never seen that are trying to keep us dull and dim and sick and, and, and dependent on them. And why I am tore up about this is because I know that the elites like seeing people take too many mushrooms. Yeah. They like seeing people smoke too much pot. They like seeing people drink too much. Uh, you know, like with my, my talking of myself earlier, I, I mentioned that I'm an alcoholic, but it's like I'm I'm just as I'm... I'm cool with me smoking a little weed and me doing a little mushrooms. I'm cool with anybody else doing those things. I'm also encouraging of people that want to drink, drink, drink a you, little, drink a little bit if you're into it. And but have it be that release valve. Don't. Well, and especially like the coffee. It tastes good. You enjoy this. Yeah. You're, you're interested in how it's made. Like you, you know where it came from. Yeah. All of these things get no judgment from me. Like I, I really don't care if people do these things or not, but it's that once you're dulling your consciousness, I'm, I'm out. And I really, I feel like, like I said, those hallucinogenic, you know, natural hallucinogenics can be used to expand, but it's not, it's not like a party thing and it's not a daily thing. It's like, just, it's just not, if you're using it in that way, you're using it like a drug addict uses things. Mm -hmm. And that's just not cool as far as I'm concerned. And it's just not what I want to be doing or what I want to be around. I don't want to be around big parties, people fucking getting high on anything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it sucks because the drugs that I was around when I was really young are like worse than that. So it makes me go, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal because at least we're not doing heroin. 
And it's like, who even dies of heroin overdoses anymore? It's fentanyl. You know what I mean? Like that was before fentanyl, like 2004. It was right. before, it was before I had ever heard the word fentanyl. We, we talked about, you know, people slamming, um, Oxycontin and stuff like that, or, but not, not fentanyl. Like I didn't know that term. I didn't know that term at that time. It's like people using those type of drugs now have that to combat, you know, it's like they don't, they're not sure what they're getting. And I don't know. It's uh, that, those kind of degenerates. And that's where I really feel like you can use that word. Cause like not her, she was experimenting and was so young. Yeah. It was what, yeah, it was what I witnessed after that. She didn't get a chance to get better. And I honestly, I don't know if she would have, if she had had the chance, she had a lot of stacked against her as people do. That's a, what if, what, a, what, what about ism game? That's like, it's not about, it's not, play. I've thought about it a lot and it's not f- yeah. for me. Some, I, I, I had had years where I was mad at her for dying then and not giving herself a chance and other times where I feel bad and other times where it's just an acceptance. You know what I mean? You go through all those things again and again. But the people that I was around after her passing, because instead of di- dismissing all of that culture, I collected all of the vagabonds that were around her and we and banded together to mourn. And then they moved in my house <laughs> yeah. and I was the mother and I went to work and no one else did. And I paid rent and electricity and um, uh, they watched my VHS tapes when I wasn't home and waited for me to get there with a case of beer. And that was what my life was, is I just had like this weird collection of of, of homeless people. I just More had a, less, a collection yeah. of, of junkies that weren't on, on the horse right now. And watching that uh, unfold after I decided that I didn't want to be a part of that. And seeing what happened to those people after that, it's like, that's what a degenerate, you know, you're just not going to try. You're not going to try to be a better person. You're going to blame your problems on everyone else. You're going to not take responsibility for anything. You're going to eat shitty food. You're going to do shitty things. You're going to steal and hurt people and not care. And that sucks. There's other people that aren't necessarily that bad and dark, but they're also still dulling themselves with substances that maybe they would be better off if they didn't use them that way. And that's not for me to say even. It's just for me to say that I just, I don't want to be part of that culture. Exactly. It's, um, you know, I think of uh, Crow signs off a lot of his episodes, maybe every episode with uh, that he wishes you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Yeah. And that's, like, those are the people I'm looking for, the people who are looking for a higher-minded new era. Yeah. Like, that That means a lot to me. And um, there's a fine line. <laughs> it's, it's like, not that fine from a distance, but uh, I think that some people can cross the line without realizing that they're going from becoming higher-minded to degenerate behavior. Yeah. Or maybe some people, like myself, through my degenerate behavior – and then eventually shedding that, like, I, th- I think it's very possible that my, my higher mindedness might come from all those drunken mushroom trips that I took, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It's, I mean, it's hard to say how any of this works. That's why I, at the end of the day, I don't judge anyone for it, but I do put out the call to anyone listening to anyone that I ever cross paths with. I'm hoping to encourage them to find a higher mind to find more consciousness, not less. 
And um, anything you do in between, that's between you, yourself, and God. But, um, you know, I, I hope that you can find a higher mind out of it. I would just love it if more people would experiment with sobriety. Yeah. Just, just, just experiment. Just experiment. Try it. Just See what try it's like. it. Just a little bit. Just rub it on your gums a little just bit. Just rub a little <laughs> bit of sobriety on your gums. You know? See where it takes you. Just see, just see how it feels. You know, like it might feel weird at first. A lot of people have to get over um, their social anxiety or their awkwardness. I know Adam talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people like that. They're, they're, there's like, they're just, they have the, my, my dad maybe a little bit, you know, he's mm-hmm. just like this big boisterous tough guy has a million things to say, but when uh, he's not uh, drinking or using substances, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of like a little bit in his head, maybe, maybe a little critical of himself. I, I definitely had that problem leading up to my alcoholism, not necessarily the depths of my alcoholism, but, uh, just like, I don't know who would want to go to a party. Like I'm going to hang out with my friends. My friends are having a party and I'll be quiet and not saying anything if I'm sober. Mm. But boy, look at that. Once I've had a couple bottles of whiskey, I'm throwing up on everybody. <laughs> and like, look at you now, just sitting in front of a microphone and talking for hours, <laughs> stone cold sober. <laughs> Good job, babe. <laughs> no one wants to listen to you still, though. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the sad part. People are still waiting for me to stop talking. <laughs> That's what this is. It's just me um, for half the time I'm talking and half the time I'm waiting for you to stop talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I know. That's the way the world works. It's funny because like I didn't so much feel like I, I have always been able to, I like was a performer when I was a kid. I wanted to do stand up for a long time. I was really focused on that. I didn't ever speak it out loud or do it in front of anyone, but I wrote bits and then like I realized that I wasn't good at writing bits. I was better at improv and I would have you know, stories I would tell in a, in a setting where I had an audience where, you know, more than a few people would listen. I would still tell that same story and I'd try to do it a different way and make it funny still, you know, and it didn't matter if I was drinking or not. It was actually maybe more fun if the people were drinking and I was, you know, maybe a little bit, but not much. Mm-hmm. But, um, so but I did feel like I needed something to do while I was doing something, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, but I don't have a cigarette and a beer in my hand, so it feels weird. Right. You know, and especially the cigarettes. Like, just being able to, like, take a break from doing this and step outside and, and have a, like... Yeah, like the little the reset. Change, yeah, the yeah. change of scenery, the change of maybe who you're talking to, get up, stretch your legs. Like, I, I always said I love secondhand smoking because I would always want to go outside with people who smoked even when I... I still do, mm-hmm. even when I don't. It's um, any change of habit, you know, once you once it's become a habit is is weird at first, but like go with that for a little bit and surround yourself with other people who don't make that their focal point. I think that's a big help too. Mm-hmm. Like we started more having having more fun um, after we met Adam. He's another dude who's like happy to say that he's sober. You yeah, know, it's great. And but he's also like not uptight and like has a pervy sense of humor. Pervy's wrong. Has like a perverse oh, sense of humor. Oh, dude, he's so perverted. I don't mean sexually perverted. I just mean like, like a disturbed sense of humor. He, right? He's perverted, but it's okay. Cause he came out against pedophilia. So, <laughs> you know, we know he's cool. We know he's cool. Oh, I'm so glad he spoke that no, because kidding. I wasn't sure. <laughs> really, I wasn't. I sure. wish more people would come out against you. Just it. like people no. should have like some kind of a badge on their shirt that tells you yeah, that. Just to be clear, 
He is not a pervert. <laughs> no, no, he's clearly not. And so that wasn't the right word, but like, um, uh, you know, he's, he's not, uh, he's not stuffy or whatever, you know, right. like you think he, sober people are going to be boring and like stuffy. You can no. like joke around and be funny and like say, you know, inappropriate things and have it inappropriate. That's the word I should have used. That's what you should have used. There he we has go. an inappropriate God, sense of can humor. we just edit he, this he, whole he, section he can... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it in just for him. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we can find other people that are like, well, it was like when I found you. I mean, we, you were still drinking, but I, I knew what, what direction you were going. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. And it's the same direction I was going. We were, you know, winding down from that. You weren't partying with people uh, anymore. You I was were, a couple of years into You were sad my, drinking by yourself. It was. I was, <laughs> I was sad drinking drink. once a week by myself yeah. as opposed to nightly. And I started so, drinking more when I met you. When I met you, I kept telling my friends, like, I cannot believe that I met somebody that likes the things that I like and has a sense of humor like I have, and they're not a total shitbag. That was, like, shocking. I, I thought when I gave up hanging out with those other friends that I'd never met some, my, uh, that I will never meet somebody that I can, like, be either best friends with or in a relationship with that likes trauma movies and likes Lucio Fulci and Dario Argento movies, like shitty horror movies, likes crazy music, um, all these other things. But instead, you found me who loves great horror movies. <laughs> yes, great horror movies. That's really what I mean when I say it. But like, I can't find somebody who likes horror movies, likes crazy music, likes um, like lowbrow comedy. Um, I can't find someone who likes that and has like a strong moral code. That would be a good father. That would be, has a job. That, you know, lives in a house and not under a bridge. <laughs> drives a car and has a license. You've told me more than once that uh, the fact that I didn't beat my dog meant a lot. <laughs> it was true. I don't, was, I don't think he said said it like it that. It didn't. But. I didn't. I But I was like, it was a big deal to me. The Like the second time we hung out, we brought our dogs together. And I could tell that you were a good person because I could see how your dog looked to you. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't afraid of you at all. And then we even, that developed into that joke where you put your fist up and then look like you're going to punch the dog in the face. And then when you get there, you pet him. Yeah. And the dog never flinches, <laughs> never flinched. which means you've never, ever looked at that dog angry and hit them. No, like, definitely, never. Definitely never. Did Otherwise that. they wouldn't allow like that to happen. That bald fist and that look in your eye and then <laughs> right into a cute pet's yeah, in a just, belly just rub. Just like right up and then, yeah, just a nice, <laughs> nice pet. Which is funny. We, I just, we, that came up the other day and you did it to, to Sniffy, to mm-hmm. our dog. To and she our, also, to our current dog. She is. She didn't, she didn't know she didn't what was coming. Out. Yeah. She, she was fun. Well, she did know what was coming. Uh, it was a pet. A pet. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, attention. Yay. She didn't, she oh. didn't think it was a hit. She doesn't know that uh, someone could do that. Yeah. That's, and that's a good thing. And like, yeah. and you were so sweet with my, my blind Louie. And I knew that if you, you know, you I was, could. I was sweet with him unless he was sleeping on top of me, and then I used a <laughs> lot of strength to move him. He didn't roughly, mind. It didn't wake didn't him up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bed hog. He was a hundred and fifteen pound like pit bull mix, and he was completely blind. Yeah. And he liked to snuggle and get under the covers to know he was secure. And then sometimes in the middle of the night, you would w- we would wake up because he'd be like, <laughs> he, was, he was like a real life. And he was like under the covers, hyperventilating because he couldn't breathe. You'd have to like get him a little air hole and then he go was, back. He was like a real life version of what Stevie Wonder pretends to be. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. He was basically like a seal and not like the musician, but like a literally a seal. <laughs> and then like also Stevie Wonder, what he's How many people think of a musician when you say seal? <laughs> I don't know. I think because you said Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I, I thought know, of I the, the pock face guy. Seal. I remember <sighs> one time going into a backyard with some drinking buddies and they had seal cranked. Was, oh no! What the fuck? Is Did you this go shit? over there? That was when we lived at C Street, and they were on B Street, and yeah, they they us. were like shared our backyard, and yeah. I could hear it. It was like a kiss from a rose on a grave or whatever yeah, song. I was probably like over there. and over, and everyone was singing really loud, and they're okay. I wasn't there. Supposed then. to be these fucking like metal dudes or whatever. I don't know. I was like, those people suck. I don't want to hang out with them. And you're like. They're, Kind of want to go over there. <laughs> I want to go over there. They're drinking beer and they got ducks. I don't know. <laughs> they had ducks. Yeah, they had I ducks. I didn't know that. They had ducks and chickens. I just remember before we moved in, they were shitting in our toilet because their toilet was broken. Yeah, right. And they, <laughs> the door was unlocked in the vacant house across the across. Well, yeah. not a, there was no alley. They were like back to backyards. Yeah, like come through the blackberry bushes to take a shit. Yeah, I'm like uh, really bothered me. Uh, I, but that was like the height of my like distrust of any humans, like complete paranoia of other people. I, I could not, like, I didn't want to make friends with anyone. I was really mean. Mm-hmm. And so it's really surprising that you and I got together and moved in together, it's but it made it so works, we couldn't have friends. Like we couldn't have other friends. Like I was always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I had just been through like a lot. Like I said, my friend died. I adopted those shit bags and that moved into like, you know, I was only, I was on my own for like six months before we met. Yeah, you'd met. just barely gotten out but of it. You, you were still getting fucking shitty phone calls from those people yeah, berating you for not fucking bailing them out of jail or whatever. And you'd be like, dude, I'm here with my fiance or whatever by that time. Yeah. That was after, you know, a year, yeah. late, a year and a half of, since, and they were still calling. Yeah. And when I say they, I should say he. <laughs> one particular one, but just that crowd in general. Yeah, it was it was crappy. And, you know, even like in December, um, another one of people yeah. I was really close with passed yeah. away. Yeah. So like my friend who had died in 2004's older brother who I was really close with through before she passed away and then after even more so, he died of a drug overdose. And it's like dude, you're in your fucking forties and your sister died of a heroin overdose. Like, what are you doing? And I don't know the details of like what it was. It could have been pills. It could have been fentanyl, you know, like, I don't know, but it's just, fuck it. Like, I don't know. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, or do it. I don't know. You know, at the same time, I'm like, you do you. Well, see, that's just it. You go do you. If you're going to do that to the point where you die and I'm not talking about your specific friend or anything here mm-hmm. um, but I don't want anything to do with that because I don't want to have a friend who passes from that yeah you know what I mean like I don't want I don't I don't want to invite that into my life no and there's Again, so it comes to that higher self lower self I want to be around people who are striving for their higher selves for their higher minds and I'm also not in the position to try to help people that are that far yeah. down yeah you know, I can help people that are maybe on the level of me and, and we can help each other. But if you're that far down there, then I don't, I don't have the time or energy to, to do that. I'm a mom. I'm, I'm, I've got kids. Like that's important. Now what you just said, I do want to point out that I have nothing but respect for people who do want to work with people like that. Oh, help sure. People like yeah. that. I'm thinking of people like, uh, Travis Mateer. 
Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of people who um, help SRA victims. Sure. I'm thinking of people that like they that's their calling or in like, life. Or like Scott from Rebumped, that's what he does too, right? Yeah, as a, yeah. As I think he does job. that. I've never or actually I, I know he just Scott. moved, but I think that what I've heard before that, that's what he was doing. But yeah, that's like he's he's into recovery Helping stuff. Pe- yeah. Uh, you know, counseling, stuff like that. Like, you know, that like please, please, if that's your calling, if you... Everybody needs a hand up sometimes and sometimes it's the one that really counts. And so, I, I, yeah, kudos to you if you have that energy. We're not interested in doing that at this juncture in our life right like we've got a lot going on with family we've got a lot going on with well uh, you know i could just say family but our home our homemaking project Mm -hmm. our uh preparing for the apocalypse project Um, living through the apocalypse living through the apocalypse um trying to figure out how to get food that isn't a domino's pizza uh (laughs) you know i don't know um like I don't know. Do you remember uh, our eight-year-old uh, brought up an old friend of mine just the other day? Yeah. Who's who's a drug addict, and he was asking. He's never met him, but he was asking about him because he'd met his brother a long time ago. Like he ran into each other at a store. Yeah, we ran into each other at a store, and he's like, "Yeah, like you know, what's up with that guy?" You know, kind of a thing. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I there's no part of us that is going to be talking to that guy right now. Because he's, he's, you know, he's a drug addict. He's, he's a degenerate, as I've been calling it today. Um, he, he's, he's not bettering. He's not looking for his higher mind. Or at least as I knew last when we ran into his brother. Um, but I also finished that up too with saying, but hey, if he ever reaches out to me and he's, and he's doing better, then maybe, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll have dinner with him sometime or yeah. something like that. You know, it's not like these people are dead to me. No one is ever dead to me. Unless they move to a city, then you're dead to me. I don't <laughs> want anything to do with you if you've moved to a city. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no no drug addict is dead to me. Um, they might be not someone I'm willing to return a phone call to right now. But that's going to have a lot that goes into that decision not to return that phone call. It's not It's it's not that simple. Um, it, But... Anybody who comes back from this kind of stuff is more than welcome, more than welcome to, to, to rekindle relationships. I, if you, if somebody buys a smart refrigerator, I think they might be dead to me. Well, there's that too. If you move to a city, buy a smart refrigerator or drive uh, a Tesla, drive a Tesla. Okay. All those things you're dead to well, me. Well, Also, and- <laughs> we don't really need them to be dead to us because we're probably already dead to them because they're like rich and think they're way better than us and think we're stupid. So yeah, nah, nah, fuck all that. You know, you can, you could do all those things and, um, you could buy a Tesla and drive it into the city to purchase your new smartphone or smart refrigerator. (laughs) Uh, and, um, you know, maybe I'm not going to want anything to do with you right now, but if you decide that you want to find a more natural, higher minded way of living, then, you know, I'm always here. Yep. But you can't move your smart fridge onto our property. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to need to quarantine for two weeks before you can come <laughs> back to me from the city. <laughs> you have to, like, get all the weird, I don't know, like, electromagnetic vibrations yeah, out of your you body. You need to go in a Faraday cage for two weeks. <laughs> Put your feet on the ground for two weeks. Oh, that's good. Yeah, all that's comedy. Uh-huh, yeah. Which is important. 
we kind of went round around here. I feel like. Yeah, I feel we like we repeated ourselves a few do. times, but that's okay. I think, uh, uh, I think. I might have been repeating myself on this drug issue in my own head. So. Maybe it's because of all the drugs you've done. I know. I need to. <laughs> I've, all the tapache I've been drinking and <laughs> oh, <laughs> just getting God. so wasted off of that. Oh, and, <laughs> homemade soda. Then I eat mushrooms. I don't know. Whatever. No. Yeah. Not doing drugs like that. And I'm not getting drunk. But um, I hope that uh, by the time that I talk on any podcast again, um, which will be in like two days from now, I, that I'm just reset on yeah. this whole drug thing because it's been bugging me for like 48 hours. Yeah. yeah. I need to get it out. But hopefully this is me getting it out of my system to, to sound like an asshole who's like, oh, I hit degenerate culture. I don't like the kids these days. And another thing. Yeah, and another thing. Well, um, to close on a positive note, we got to spend a lot of time with our new friend Max this oh, last yeah. uh, weekend, I guess, Saturday. Max and is excellent. He's really great. And he brought... He's a bit of a degenerate. He drinks and smokes weed, so he's kind of dead to me, but... Uh... No, I'm kidding. I don't think he does. I think he's uh, doing it a reasonable amount, or at least in front of us, but maybe he's just trying to show off. <laughs> <laughs> but he brought some kombucha. Uh, he brought June kombucha, which is what I grow. I yeah. gave him a scoby. He's brewed some at home. He came over and flavored it and <laughs> bottled it. And then he brought that, uh, and it was the best Dude, it was flavor so I've ever had. I've never felt like more of a douche. I didn't even think about it in the moment, but I, I thought about it the next day. I was like... Man, I sounded like such a douche drinking that. And I was like, oh, yeah, the dill has a great after finish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm some kind of like wine tasting. Mm, the mouthfeel. You know, mm, yeah, <laughs> the, the mouthfeel. Mouth um, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I was I, I was tasting. I kept taking a drink and like looking up and like being like, oh, there's this flavor and this flavor. Well, okay, and so the way these meld just together. Just oh. bring people in with us. He juiced a green apple, a fennel bulb. He had fresh dill and pineapple, I think was the yeah, four ingredients. That right. And then he used that as his flavor and second ferment for the June kombucha. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can watch my video on how I do kombucha. I make cherry kombucha. So you add the flavor at the end, you let it sit again to build up carbonation in the bottle. And then you have this like effervescent, lightly flavored, uh, sweet, slightly sweet, uh, tea. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is kombucha. And it was so good. Like I didn't, I definitely didn't drink enough of it cause I was like busy, but it was, it was excellent. So kudos to you, Max. You've, um, done fermenting less than me and already beat me twice. His asparagus was better than mine, and his com- June kombucha flavor was better than mine. No, it's his first try. So fuck you, Max. Have a nice day. Oh, yeah, but to also say that I tried his um, other flavor today, and it was way too spicy. It was an unpalatable. Oh, I still haven't tried it. It was a complete it's a failure. Habanero one? <laughs> yeah, I oh. threw it away. <laughs> you did? I couldn't drink it. Well, I wanted I, to try it. I'm sorry. Did you really throw it away? It was only like half a bottle. I drank yeah, yeah. some, and then I felt like I had a heartburn, and then I tried to mix it with seltzer water, and then I tried to mix it with a salad dressing. And so we'll oh, have it okay. on salad. So you kind of used it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I didn't gotcha. really throw it away. Yeah, I know. That's fine. Um, <laughs> that's great. Uh, no, I love Max. Max. Max to the max. Max to the max. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Okay. Well, that and then to also say that there is July 8th 
at 5 p.m. That's a Friday is my next fermentation for food preservation online workshop. So if you have missed the first two and you want to join us to talk about fermentation as a means for preserving food, this is when you can do it. Email me to get signed up. Greenerpostures at pm.me. All right. I think that's another one in the can. We'll do it. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.